right, welcome back to the Leaderling Podcast. This is Charles. Hey, and Josh over here. Today we're going to talk about remaining curious and why that's important as a leader. And I actually just got back from a symposium. Uh, I say got back from it, it was here in town, but it was a symposium for mental health. And our keynote speaker was Dr. Christian Conti. And um, he was talking about his yield theory. And uh, the yield theory is more for dealing with somebody who's um, angry or an emotional crisis. Uh, but one of the key components of that is genuine curiosity. And the idea behind this is that, okay, well, we may be in the leadership position, but that doesn't mean we have it all figured out. So Josh, what are your thoughts on that? I I love this because first of all, curiosity killed the cat. And I have a cat. I know. I'm sorry. That's that's, that's tragic. That's tragic. But no, I, I, I love this idea because it plays into something, um, a bigger, broader concept that I, I'm constantly thinking on. And I think that's, reinventing yourself regularly, right? Yeah. I think that's part of leadership in today's work culture uh, environment uh, is just constantly from time to time. Well, I guess constantly time to time or from time to time, rather not constantly, uh, but, but reinventing yourself, kind of walking away from it for a minute and just going, okay, who am I? What do I value? What do I want to see? How do I want to approach things? What do I want to accomplish? Um, I heard somebody put it this way once and I just love it. So I've adopted it. You know, it's having a high refresh rate for yourself. High refresh rate. Yeah. I love it. Um, so every now and again, you're, you're just stepping away and refreshing. In fact, there was a, uh, a pastor of a big church in the, the DFW area who um, he's, I mean, I think he pastored for 30 plus years before he retired, but every five years he would go away. And he said, basically I would, you know, I would faux resign from my church. I would go away for a while. Like a sabbatical? Yeah. Okay. And essentially during that time, he said, I would determine at that point whether I wanted to like actually let this res- this resignation hold or I wanted to come back. And he said, when I would come back, I would come back like I was a new, the new pastor. Interesting. And so just approaching things with fresh eyes again, trying to put yourself in that, you know, what's the next five years going to look like? Who? What do I need to think about? What do I need to do? So, so staying curious, I think, is is a massive piece of this because what it allows you to do if you if you maintain this kind of uh, perception, this curiosity, is to be constantly thinking about okay, how can I reinvent myself or whatever it is that I'm thinking about? Yeah, and you know, it, it kind of ties back to a concept we have discussed multiple times on the Leader Link podcast, and that leaders need to always be learning mm-hmm. and and having that curious approach not only to to your leadership style but to life in general and and what is you mentioned it with values what are, what are you what is really your purpose as a leader and and as your uh, role in the organization you know i think curiosity helps people avoid blind spots because it it having a curiosity approach puts you in a position where you understand that blind spots potentially exist right and now you're actively looking to deal with them or yes. identify them. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so I think, you know, this idea of staying curious, it's really about adapting kind of a, of a lifestyle of questioning and investigation, right? Right. Um, it's, it's becoming a detective of everything that you run into. Um, and, and I, you know, this can be a dangerous thing too, in my opinion, as you, as you play this out, if properly applied, Staying curious is really a positive attribute because it allows you, like you said, to see your blind spots, to to overcome weaknesses, to enhance strengths. Uh, but if it's done wrongly, if it's applied poorly, um, 
it can lead you into questioning everything. And then that leads to doubting, right? Um, so if, I, if I'm over curious and in, 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 in an in a unhealthy way, I can begin to doubt myself. I can begin to doubt the thing that I'm questioning, whether it be the system that I have in place at work, the employee that I hired, uh, the, you know, whatever it might be. Um, it can prevent you from really, really settling in on your convictions, which you kind of need as a leader. You've got to have some foundation that you're like, this is where I'm going to go from. Yeah, right? absolutely. Um, and so ultimately, it, you can't lead if you're not... Uh, if if this curiosity gets to an unhealthy point, right? Almost like a paranoia. Yeah, that's a really it, good one. Yeah, yeah. paranoia about um, your abilities and and your environment. And and I think of um, maybe leaders who who go down that path of being curious to a negative extent. I think maybe that bleeds over a little bit into to micromanagement mm-hmm. and into cultures where employees are scared to maybe be innovative or. Right. Um, come to you with challenges that you probably should be aware of because then the curiosity might imply that there's intentional wrongdoing or, you know, who knows, but um, I think it's good to think about it like on a spectrum, right? And I love, so there's paranoia on one far side on the other far side is being oblivious. And then the healthy, the healthy leader is curious, Right. You're not asking questions to try to break down the fountain, like to break the foundation. You're asking questions to make sure the foundation is solid. Yes. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, And if it's not, then you can go in and patch it. You know, thinking about a house repair, you can tunnel under it and you can fix what needs to be fixed. And every now and again, that curiosity reveals that that the foundation is broken and you've got to sledgehammer it to pieces and start over. Right. I don't think that happens very often. Um, so how do you stay curious as a leader? What, and again, we're thinking healthy curiosity. What, what are some what are some tips and tricks that we can offer to people that might help them to think about being curious and think about keeping themselves fresh with that? I think the first tip is establish curiosity as a quadrant two behavior. Okay. So you not know, we, urgent but important. Right. Right. And we talked about that with the. Eisenhower slash Covey slash whoever matrix, (laughs) you know, uh, put this on your list because uh, it's easy to, to become just inundated with quadrant one and three tasks. And we refer to that, you know, the important and urgent is quadrant one. Um, not important, but urgent is quadrant three. Um, so, you know, a lot of times it's easy to get stuck in those quadrants, Mm -hmm. but I think if you, if you say, okay, remaining curious is, an important behavior and, and I need to mark off time for it uh, because again, we don't want to make it an everyday paranoia behavior. Right. I think another point is to identify people who are willing to help you see those blind spots and, and provide you feedback to what those might be. Yeah, that's a great. And going back to just real quick, the avoiding or, or keeping it in quadrant two. What, what would you say that looks like on a practical basis? Are, are you writing down, you know, in your quadrant two, be curious, or are you, as you're going through work, as you're going through your day, going, I just have this question that popped into my mind. I'm going to write this down and keep a list of things. Well, I think I think it needs to be both and a quadrant two thing that gets scheduled. Mm-hmm. I also think it needs to be a perspective that people have 
just in general that they give them pers- they give themselves permission to be curious. Yeah. Um, and and kind of put it on their radar that it is something that they should look for. Yeah. So practically, in a quadrant two type activity, I think it could be something where you um, you use it as a tool for journaling or reflection. It's a very common thing in emergency services uh, where after a critical incident, there will be an after action review. Mm-hmm. It, you've, you've probably heard the term. And what you do is, you know, you look for what went well and what, what didn't go well and, and what would you do the next time. And, and I think that's a curious yeah. perspective. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's going to be big things that fall into that, that you want to review. But then also on a, on an ongoing basis, even if there was not a critical incident, even related to the business sector that, that happened, Hey, how is, how are things going? Is there, is there, is there something that I could be doing better or something that I may be missing here? That's good. So uh, if I can summarize what I hear you saying, it's scheduling time to, to reflect on what's going on. Right. That, that really is. That's, I think that's a purely simple way to put that. Like, one of the best ways to engage in curiosity is just to start thinking through and probably if you're a normal human writing those things out, what is going on here, right? What's been going well? What hasn't been going well? Is there something that I want to improve? Is there, you know, go through the, you know, are there things that I want to stop doing? Uh, when you said after action review, it also led me to think about what we do at, at the church on a regular basis is SWAT different things. Sure. Um, and so we'll always SWAT major events, like unique major events, like our, you know, our annual parent summit, um, our summer camps, that type of thing. Right. And just for those who aren't familiar with SWAT strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Yes. Yes. Um, again, just a, just a way to, to categorize your thinking for you. Right. Um, but every now and again, we even will do it with with normal things like Sunday morning service, right? Because normally you're not, if well, well, many churches do. We don't. If like as a, as a whole team evaluate Sunday services every week, um, we evaluate our individual ministry areas, but not as a whole, uh, like we do the other things. But it's just a really good habit to get into because it leads you to being curious. Hey, what went well yesterday? Right? What was the strength of our service um, or your event or your opportunity, you know, whatever it might be? So. I think, yeah, one of the greatest ways to stay curious is to calendar schedule time for reflection on whatever it is that you want to reflect on, uh, and that is very helpful. So on to your your second point, because I kind of jumped in there. You said identify people to help you be curious. Would you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, because uh, I think in my own personal experience, there's been times where I think that I'm on the right track or I think that I have a, um, a clear perspective of how I want to take a direction and, uh, things don't work out like I thought, or things do work out like I thought, but maybe other people perceive them in different ways or other people might see things. And because they know what direction I want to take, they don't necessarily bring things to my attention that they otherwise would. So, and I'm not saying that as a leader, you need to always be getting the input on, you know, on every single decision you make, some decisions you as the leader need to make yourself. And that's okay. Sometimes the direction that you take 
as the leader, you make that decision mm-hmm. and that's okay. Sometimes you do get input and I'm not telling you to, to not get input, but, right. um, I think that when you remain curious and you ask questions of people you trust who are willing to tell you the truth, it could influence your vision, your plan, your strategies, execution. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Cause the, you know, the point, the whole point in that is that, okay, as one individual, one brain, one set of eyes, I am looking at the world a certain way. Mm-hmm. And the idea of ma- remaining curious is that the way I will look at the world, <laughs> I may not be seeing everything. Right. And, and, and this whole perspective says, that's okay. I'm not required to see everything and I'm just looking to learn. Right. And, and I may learn something that gives me better strengths. I may learn something that I don't like about myself (laughs) (laughs) or a situation, or I may learn that, Hey, I'm, I'm on the right track and let's just keep going. Let's keep going. Yeah. 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 That's really good. Um, I, I, I thought of a couple of things too, about how to kind of keep this or make this a lifestyle. And, it goes back to, we've already said it once in this episode, but we say it all the time, always be learning, right? And I think specifically in this case, I would I would magnify not just in your craft or in your area of, of work or expertise, but outside of that too. Right? This is where the, the term read widely comes in, the mm, phrase. Yeah. Um, being a Renaissance man or a Renaissance woman, go and explore other areas because I, I read a lot or listen to books a lot and listen to podcasts. And I like to listen to everything, right? Um, sometimes I listen to medical stuff. Sometimes I listen to, you know, science. Um, I'm, I'm a history guy, right? Yeah. But the Bible's kind of the thing that I focus on the most, but it's not the only thing I'm reading. Um, so I think, you know, listen to books, listen to podcasts, go on YouTube, um, get into realms that you haven't explored before, and the best thing you can do is just Google. Like, I haven't really studied economics a lot. So just the other day, I was like, I want to I want to get into economics. I want to learn a little bit more about that. Um, so I just Googled what are some of the top books on economics for beginners and bought a few of them. I'm going to start reading them slowly, but just a, a curiosity, right? And who knows where that will help me, but it might give me a way to stay curious, or it gives me a way to stay curious and then – you never know where that's going to come up. I mean, money is kind of everywhere, so it's good to know what it's all about, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so that's that's one thing. Always be learning and and not just inside your craft, but outside of it as well. The second thing that I always keep in mind with this idea of stay curious is uh, assume that everything is in permanent beta. Yeah. Uh, I, I learned this from Michael Hyatt. I think it's just, it's just a genius concept, right? Uh, because of the rapid innovation of our world because of the rapid pace of change nothing stays stagnant in this world um it's both a tragedy and uh, an exciting thing at the same time um but if we embrace that knowing that it's the way things are and that the inertia of it we're not going to change it uh then thinking about everything is it's in a testing mode right uh is is a way to approach things so so you know whatever it is you're thinking about whether it be who you are, what you value to the business that you have, to the mission statement that you've crafted, the strategy, it doesn't even matter, but always be rigorously testing these things. Uh, And then at the end of the day, have the fortitude to change things to make it better, right? 
Um, I used to play video games all the time. Um, and and I, I don't judge you for that. It's fine. I, yeah. st- I, I still play. Um, in fact, I was just I just finished a, an early release of a, a game called Ultimate Admiral Dreadnoughts. Um, fascinating game. 1890 to like 1940, you are the you know on the age of um, these big battleships. These dreadnought battleships are created, but awesome. But the early release, one of the things they tell you is there are going to be bugs, and there's a button always that says report the bug. Um, and so as you're playing through that, you're trying to break the game almost, right? That's what alphas and betas are for, is you're trying to find the glitches and the bad spots. Uh, so you can report them to the developer so that they can fix them and make the game more playable, more fun, more enjoyable for the end user. Um, whatever it is you're doing, that's kind of the idea, but you're staying in that beta mode, right? It's not alpha. It's not the initial release, right, um, where it's not filled out. But whatever it is you've released to the public, um, just always be rigorously testing those things against the world, against your thinking, asking other people to measure weigh in on it, uh, and be willing to change it for the better whenever you have opportunities to do so. Um, That's a great point. You know, I, it, I look even back at the development of this company, and you know, there were there were initially my idea for the uh, crisis informed leader was that it would be a multi day course spread mm-hmm. out over several weeks where the same cohort would meet after having a chance to implement some of the concepts and then come back and have further development and then implement more. And what I, what I found is that um, a lot of people or a lot of companies that I, that I talked to, they, they said, well, that's hard for us. Mm -hmm. It's, it's hard for us to pull all these leaders off the, off their task, you know, and have emails piling up and whatnot. And then, you know, these people go to meetings and they have responsibilities. So sometimes that's just not possible for them to complete four weeks like that. Right. And so I had to shift and say, okay, well, you know, version two. Yes. Crisis informed leader version two. Right. Is now a half day workshop. Yes. Which you can expand if you want to. Right. Yeah. yeah. So um, remaining flexible, but having just yep. get And I think the whole point about this curiosity is giving yourself the permission to say, what is going on may not be what's going on in the future. Right. I, I'm, I'm, right. I'm giving myself permission to learn. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think back to February of 2020, right? We're all bebopping along a month later, you know, a month and a half later, people are like, everything is going to this virtual conferencing technology that was a revolution, right? That was, that was, but if you're unwilling to do that, I mean, if you were a company that said, you know what, we're not going to do that. We're just, we're going to do something else. Like we're not going to, you probably didn't make it, you know? Um, so being in, being in that ability to be flexible, but, but the curiosity kind of going, okay, this is the way it's got to be. How can we make it better? Right. So. All right, man. So let's summarize the tips we got. Number one, not only approach life with curiosity and your leadership with curiosity on an ongoing basis, but in a healthy ongoing basis, keep it as a Q2 activity. So make it something that you give yourself time to be curious. Second thing is identify people who can help you with that, that you trust, who are willing to tell you the truth. Third point is always be learning. This is something we preach over and over again, even if it's outside your specific craft. 
And then number four is everything is in beta mode and there is always a chance for improvement. Yes, indeed. And the final thing I would say is, and it kind of ties in with the first tip, take a break from time to time and just enjoy the boredom. You'd be surprised how much your mind kind of floats around and engages with different ideas that, that enrich you when you come back from that. You know, that's perfect timing because this is coming out right after Thanksgiving. So mm. I hope that everyone was able to take some time through the holiday and just rest. Yes. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Leader Link Podcast. If you like what you heard, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And we want to know what you want to hear about when it comes to leadership. You can leave us a comment or send an email to info at jcleadershipconsulting.com. And we'll see you next time.